The following podcast has been brought to you by German boys and girls, children of all ages, Banter Club proudly brings to you this high one half of the longest reigning tag team champions of the world. Damn right, it's holding up. The Angel of Death 6XL. You did it longer than usual just to prove you could. (laughs) Yeah, just to fucking force myself. Like, niggas, you doing this. (laughs) (laughs) You gotta do it, son. It is I, your... Current reigning and defending 10-time Ramble Mania champion of all the Cosmos, TJ the Great. TJ the Great. I don't know how I feel being on the red stripe side. This is weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, yeah we're, on, we're on different sides this week. I guess we're rolling with it. But <laughs> <laughs> I just noticed that. Yeah. But well, Our stripes are backwards. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> player one is player two and player two is player one. What the fuck? Yeah, we swap. Where the fuck you taking me? <laughs> Um, we are the Banter Club. We are yes. here to discuss AEW Dynamite on the Hose Network. Because I got hoes. We got them hoes. They out there in the Marriott codes. They figuring out what to do, when to do it, how to get it done. It's a lot going on. But before we get to the Dynamite, we got to talk about the news in and out and about the world of pro wrestling. Always a lot going on. An eventful week this past week. Let's start. <coughs> let's start tangentially wrestling related, and talk a Fire little bench. bit about. Sorry, what? <laughs> <laughs> Not him, pal. I was gonna. I was gonna go elsewhere, but let's start with uh, WWE racist. Well, I never in all my years of watching World Wrestling Entertainment, Ooh. I could never have imagined that they would be doing anything racist. Oh my god! A former writer is suing Vince, Stephanie. That other executives. It's just going down the line of top people in the company. Damn. Um, Brittany Abrahams, uh, she filed a suit against WWE, <laughs> um, accusing the company of firing her after she objected to multiple instances of offensively racist and stereotypical jargon used in WWE scripts. Again, shocking. The guy was the, I think his role was the SmackDown vice president. His name is Ryan Callahan, whose name pops up quite a few times throughout here. Um, other writers, Chris Dunn, Mike Heller, I think the vice president, Christine Lubrano, writer Jen Pepperman. There's there's a bunch of people within the writer's room and, and things like that listed in this lawsuit as being a part of this thing where, you know, if you've ever heard of a writer's room, Things, ideas get bounced around in writers' rooms all the time. And a lot of them don't make the script of of what actual is going to be in the product, be a TV, movie, whatever. It's just ideas. Like, what if this character did this? Like, people are just, you know, trying to get the creative juices flowing. But apparently, in these WWE writers' room sessions, the ideas they would kick around were things that people like... They said Bianca Belair specifically, they would write things for her that she didn't want to say. Because yeah, like, let me it, take my earrings off and a whole bunch of bullshit. Yes. You know, stereotypical, you know how these motherfuckers are. 
Yeah. Stereotypical bullshit. I, I believe they said uh, one with uh, Mansoor where they wanted him to be the cause of 9-11 for some stupid shit. Yes. Fucking ridiculous shit like that. Uh, there's so many other ones. Uh, Killer Cross or Carrion Cross as we now know him. Supposedly they wanted him to be like this like headhunter guy and he was going to be like hunting people. And one of the first people they wanted to hunt was, uh, who was it? Uh, I think it was Reggie. Reggie or some shit. Yeah. And that, hella racist. And then they made a, they they forced Apollo to talk with the Nigerian accent, not the other way around, which is what I thought. I thought he came up with the idea. Yeah, I uh, thought he was watching some, uh, you know, Black Panther, and he was like, "Ah, oh, that that, sounds, that looks cool. Let me let me try that," because that's what it seemed like. But apparently not. Nah, so mm. yeah, there, there was objections to the Apollo thing, which and the, and all this other stuff we're talking about are things that did make TV. But the Apollo thing was a thing was, that made yeah. TV. That was his gimmick for a while. Yeah. It uh, it says in the suit that you know WWE had a Slack channel. Slack is a is an app that you know employee app that you know the the writing staff yeah. can use to keep in contact with each other, and they would constantly be like weird racist pitches on the channel, and and she said that she would constantly speak up about it and be like, hey, can we not do this? Can we not say this? I think this is offensive. And, yeah. you know, it only, the stuff continued. It continued. And eventually she was let go. Yeah. And I also heard some stuff, too, where uh, where basically it was like, um, how do I explain this? Like, it was making a lot of the talent uncomfortable themselves. It was It was something where, like, even even the writers themselves were like, oh, that's not that's not very good. And it was a part of that whole, you know, trying to make raw edgier deal too. And yeah. Nah, man. None of that. That shit don't work. I don't fuck with any of that. I mean, like I've been saying at the from the top of this thing, like f- for real, for real. I'm not surprised at this. How could anyone be surprised at this? Like, I watched WWE for like 25 years there's racist things up and down the fucking card how long did it take for people to finally finally look at three plus black men in the ring and not think new nation of domination (sighs) things like the Bianca thing do not surprise me things like the stuff with uh Mansoor, like look at look at Muhammad Hassan, yeah. where he the the original Muhammad Hassan character was Dude a guy is Italian who was, for fuck's sake, by the way. Yeah, he was an Italian guy playing uh you know playing a Middle Eastern guy, which is even and, worse. Yeah, and the original character was a guy who was lashing out at at the American public for for being racist toward Middle Easterners post nine eleven. That character was a heel, and then they just turned but him t- into a terrorist. That's what bugged me. Like that's not a heel character. Yeah. Saying like, yo, stop being racist towards my people is not a heel character. Why the fuck did they make that a heel character? Yeah. And then they went all the way with it and try to make him a terrorist and Yeah. Yeah, that we we all know what happened there. Yeah. Goodbye. Vince, Vince McMahon has said the N-word on WWE television. Like you can't be surprised at these type of things. It, and it, like I said, it's a culture thing. It starts at the very top. If if the writers are in this room making these types of pitches, then they obviously feel okay and comfortable making these types of pitches in a public setting. And the reason for that has got to be, at the very least, tied to the fact that the owner wants to hear this shit. Or he's at the very least receptive to it. 
and 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 the shit that pisses me off too is that like this ain't new. This should go back all the way back. Like and and I understand like culture was different back then, but like even in the eighties and the seventies when they had guys like JYD, they they cut some fucked up ass promos. I think it was Greg the Hammer Valentine who cut a promo where he called him a nasty black man or some shit. Yeah. Some racist shit like that. And I was like, yo, I don't care if you're a heel. And I don't care if it's the times. That shit, that don't sit right with nobody, bro. Roddy Piper, legend of the business, did literal blackface. Half blackface. Half blackface, <laughs> but did literally blackface. Like, and, but then, and, and, and unfortunately, there is a comfortable, there's a comfortability with racism in the pro wrestling business that stretches back a very long time. And even to this day, it's still there. Like, Things are different now, societally, things have changed, but that culture of racism, is particularly from top people, is still, still there, still around, even if it's manifested itself in different ways than it used to. Uh, so, I mean, th- th- me looking at it is like, yeah, this is a thing that's happened, and I, and I wish this woman luck. I, I, I would love to see something real come out of this, but... Yeah. Knowing how this company operates and knowing how things have gone for the past 30 years, I can't help but think that this is just going to be another one of those situations where one of Vince's legion of of yes men take the fall for him and take that hit for whatever, and business goes on as usual. Just like John uh, John Laurinaitis did. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, granted, John Laurinaitis was a part of the situation, but, you know, Vince was the one who was you know, in trouble for doing stupid shit, but you can't fire the boss. Yeah. You can't fire the owner of the fucking company, especially when he's majority shareholder. I mean, you know, again, best of luck on this this lawsuit, but, you know, knowing how WWE operates, it's going to be a tough one. Um, But moving on to a, another bit of sad news. Yes. Uh, a guy who was, in a lot of ways, tangentially responsible for the Attitude Era. Jerry Springer. <laughs> yeah, man. Damn. Passed away this past week. Damn, man. Um yeah. I was I was just like the whole week I, I spent like thinking about Jerry and, and how influential he was to like all of our lives growing up, you know. Anybody who's a nineties kid, you're you're raised on Jerry Springer. You know what I'm saying? Every time you you the, the way you knew you wasn't going to school. Is if you made it to Jerry Springer. Facts. <laughs> <laughs> After that, you know, ain't nobody taking your ass to school. You sick and you stay home. And you, nobody you'd be forced happy you as hell because you'd be sick and you'd be like, oh, fuck it. I wasn't able, I wasn't going to be able to fucking do shit at school anyways. <laughs> Man. <laughs> so clutch of, of the sick days, Jerry Springer. And, and you know, for anybody who, who knows that legacy in the 90s, he had that talk show and, and it became... Just the 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 wildest, most raunchiest bullshit on daytime television, um, and that style of TV. Vince Russo even talked about it uh, a few days ago after Jerry Springer. He's like, let me make this clear, bro. <laughs> we were absolutely watching Jerry Springer every single day, coming up with ideas, bro. And I mean, you could you could see it in the time, and it wasn't just Vince Russo in WWF. Like, no, if you watch TV at the time, like. It was a Jerry Springer bit on the Wayans Brothers show. Yep, like yep. Jerry Springer was a genuine huge part of popular culture in those times. All I have to say is, damn near anything that's popular culture ended up on the Austin Power movies, and so did Jerry Springer. Absolutely, Jerry Springer like, had his own like uh, pay per view special and all that. 
Yeah, yeah. Like when it comes to those like defining things of, of periods of time and you think of the mid to late 90s, absolutely Jerry Springer is one of those things. And, you know, the too hot for TV tapes and all that, all that shit. Yeah, you you can thank Jerry Springer for damn near anything that was counterculture at the time. Uh, freaking not just the daytime shows like like Maury and Oprah and Ricky Lake and Jenny Jones and all those. The success the success of all of those kind of piggybacked on on Jerry Springer, but also things like like I said earlier, like movies and and and, and damn near any damn near anything on TV was like inspired by Jerry Springer. At the time. Yeah. A huge, indelible mark on on popular culture and entertainment. Celebrity so, deathmatch, yeah. goddamn. Yeah, shit. Um, Jerry was on that too. Yeah. Well, he even got the, was. Yeah. It even got to eventually pay off that title wrestling. I mean, he had wrestlers on his show, Razor Ramon, Iron Sheik. Um, but then later on, he got the guest host Monday Night Raw yep. during that era. Mm-hmm. And I actually remember... Uh, him being one of the ones I actually liked because it was like, yeah, he actually kind of knows what the hell he's doing. He's an entertainer. He knows how to yeah. entertain. Yeah. So, Yo, the people backstage on that show were kind of fucked up. <laughs> <sighs> like, if you actually listen to these guys during interviews, yeah, no, we didn't give a fuck. We were just fucking doing anything that would be controversial and people would be like, oh my God, that's on TV? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> listen, the, the, and a bunch of people were posting it last week. At one point, he legit just had the KKK on stage and and motherfuckers were just rushing the stage to fight with the KKK. Jerry we were, himself. We were talking about this on one of our live shows where I was like, yo, I would have rushed the stage. <laughs> Jerry himself was about to throw hands with them. Yep. Yep. Like that's how that's how wild those times were and that's how wild that show got. And and for those of you who don't know, like I believe Jerry was Jewish. Yes, Jerry was Jewish. So the KKK to him was also like, oh, fuck you. <laughs> and they were up there calling him like Jew boy and all that. Yeah. And, you know, the K word. And Jerry was yeah. like, it eventually he had enough. It was like, all right, you guys want to fucking go? And <laughs> <laughs> I remember, I'll never forget watching that. Like, damn, even Jerry was with this shit. <laughs> like, and back then, Steve Wilkos was the fucking man. He was the actual like security guard who kept shit in line and he was he he looked like he was about to clobber the motherfuckers <laughs> yeah for anybody that watches you know steve vocos now in the, in the recent years that's where you got to start yeah you know jerry and he became some like weird kind of like light detector guy just like mari did yeah it's like ill i don't like uh, this creepy weird shit like yeah like steve would do steve does like the serious shows like no yeah. bullshit on steve shows where it's like he, he does like you killed my son and then now you're gonna take a lie detector test to see if you did it or not, like shit like that. Genuine, genuine, awful stories on Steve. Yeah, it would get like a little too too dark for me sometimes. Yeah, like the most lighthearted ones are the ones that are like, "Hey, you cheated on me." Yeah, but, you know, regular shit yeah. <laughs> for for Jerry. Yeah, or, or or the ones where it's like, you know, you you you're the father of my child, and, and you're you've been running away on Samari shit. The yeah. bad ones were like, oh, did you fucking touch this child and blah, blah, blah. And it was like, whoa. Yeah. I ain't trying to those. watch any of that shit. I ain't, nah, that's not my... Mm-mm. And then it all, those people exist, Steve. so we can't ignore them and pretend like they don't exist, but it's still like, ah, I don't want to... <laughs> yeah, it's still nasty. It always ends with Steve just going, get the hell off my stage. Yeah. And the crowd just goes, Steve. Explodes and I'm like, nah, man, this is en- this ain't entertainment, bro. This is like yeah, that motherfucker should be in jail. This is gross. <laughs> I want that guy to go to jail. Yeah, like, what are you doing? 
Don't cheer because they caught him, nigga. Fucking throw his ass in jail. <laughs> Get him, Steve. <laughs> Arrest him. Word, he's a former cop, too. So it was like, yo, handle that, cuz. What the fuck are y'all doing? Impact Wrestling. Yes. <laughs> uh, they did some tapings uh, this past Friday. Yes. In Shottown. Yes. Our boy, The Pro. Dave, the pro wrestling podcast. He was, saying, he he was, was over there. there. Fucking uh, yeah. uh, uh, Young Wolf sent us the, 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 the picture. Look, yeah, look, look, yeah. There he is. Dave in the crowd. Look at that. There you go. So, yeah, you, you watch Impact in the next few weeks. You're going to see you're gonna see him quite a few times. Yeah, yeah. So um, there in the front by the stage. Good shit. Yes. Good tickets. Um, yes, yes. He was inviting us, but we don't live in Chicago. <laughs> I would have liked to go if I was in Chicago, yeah, but I was not in Chicago. Yeah, mm, so. me either. And my job would be like, hey, the fuck are you going? What are you doing in Chicago, Mike? <laughs> <laughs> you need to be here for 12 fucking hours back to back to back to back. What is wrong with you? Yeah, you can't you can't do that in Chicago. <laughs> uh, but yeah, there a couple things happened on this show. Nick Aldis had his first match back in Impact, and we had a debut. Miss Trinity Fatu pulled up at Impact. She's a mate. Well, I don't even know what her theme song is going to be, but that, yeah. that's the song we know her for. She's a yeah. mate. We don't know the theme, but we know the presentation is very similar yep. to what she had going on in WWE. The, the, the glow, glow is back. Yeah. She she glowed she glowed that ring up. You saw and her. Like I've been wait, saying. Did you see the post that uh, Mercedes Varnado po- posted? Yes. Yes. Where she was like, CM Punk, where you at? We in your hood. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that 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 whole little click of, of Mercedes and Trinity and FTR. And FTR, like Punk. that's that's get, get you get you people like that. Yeah. Cause everything they do, uh, you always see one of them like, that's right. That's my fucking homegirl. Support. Yep. Constant yep. support. Trinity, her her first match will also be taking place during these tapings. She's gonna face Kylan King, uh, and and throughout there we will we see what she does. Here. She used to be in AEW. Yeah, yeah. Kylan King has made quite a few appearances in AEW. Um, currently signed with Impact, so uh, good talent. Uh, she she's stepping into a very good women's division. You know, we we could potentially see Trinity and Deanna, Trinity and Jordan. You you got a lot of good people in there for her to face, and I think this is a good landing spot for her. Finally showing up somewhere, you know, post WWE. My question is, when is Tony gonna pull the fucking trigger and be like, "Hey, Trin, I see you over there with my friends, Impact. Would you like to, uh, Jade Cargill? <laughs> yeah, that'd be some fire shit, bro." Yeah, that's I'm I'm that's I'm just waiting for Tony to just pull up to her and Mercedes like you know I got this Jay Cargill over here and I feel like you guys can make a lot of money together. Mm-hmm. So, Trent and Jade Cargill, I feel like that's money. Facts, absolutely. Like, facts. don't get me wrong, Mercedes Varnado would be money as well, but you know, I feel like the fact that both of those girls like know each other and they're kind of cool with each other. Mm-hmm. Trent and 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 and, and uh, Jade would be some fire. I feel too like the chemistry un- would be nice. Two unfairly gorgeous. I mean, at the same women. time, though, <laughs> we, we could talk about the Hardy Boys and how horrible their fucking chemistry is, even though they're brothers. So. <laughs> <laughs> Facts. Hardy, the Hardys are good at everything except wrestling each other. Yeah. <laughs> but even then, they kind of figured out how to do it. Yeah, with the just do it at their shit. house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way to make the Hardys wrestle each other good. Just do it at their house. Oh god. Matt Hardy <laughs> has to 
break his brain and <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. basically just do all the shit they did when they were kids it yep. turns out that shit is actually entertaining for yep. a wide wrestling audience yep <laughs> <laughs> to nxt saw ruka she is sidelined with a torn acl and i figured this is important to talk about because did it- you know i don't watch nxt but i'd I be on twitter and saw ruka is a twitter favorite Apparently, they have this new trainer over there that's been working on a lot of lifting and things like that, primarily, instead of what they were doing before, which was like um, cardio and, and things like that. So they, they changed their training regimen, and now there's been a lot more of these ACL-type injuries. And it's funny because I remember, I think this is what, that year that like everybody in WWE got injured. I think it was like 2015, 2016. Yeah. Like, like half the damn roster was injured and it was all due to like lifting injuries like ACL, bicep, shit like that. It was all the same sort of injuries. Okay, and it Cody. came out <laughs> Yeah. And it came out that it is because they were all like doing these crazy lifting sessions on the road at different gyms and shit. Like I think Big E and and Seth and all of those guys were like at a gym trying to break I think it was seen as powerlifting record God or whatever. Damn, like idiots. <laughs> yeah, like See they were all built just, different. When are y'all gonna understand? Yeah, they were all just lifting like crazy. So you got to regimen that shit, I guess. Like, yeah. like, don't ever try to compete with guys like Cena and Brock and shit like that unless you've been fucking training like Cena, Brock, and guys like that. Because it's like, it's not going to work out well for you, bro. It's not. Yeah, if, I see a, if I see a wall of records and the number one is like Brock Lesnar, he got it. <laughs> I ain't yeah. going for that. He got it. So hopefully they're they're getting the message to to be careful with all the heavy lifting stuff yeah. that they're doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, these guys got to work. Yeah. They got to get in the ring. Uh, so give well well wishes to Soruk and everybody that's injured in NXT because they got a few injuries right yeah, now. The Lions. Yeah, uh, but yeah, Soul. She, I, we see her clips on Twitter. She, she's she she belongs in AEW honestly because yeah. <laughs> of the way she works. Yeah, it's clearly like Kenny Omega inspired. But it's a bunch of really dope shit. Like she's <laughs> yeah. really good, and, so. and that's another thing I feel like in NXT they 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 make you work out like a monster, but then they slow you down wrestling wise, which is why it's like it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it's like we train you to be able to wrestle like that, but then we make you wrestle, we make you dumb yourself down, which is like, what are you doing? Yeah, and it's. I guess it's partially because they they want them to do simpler shit because they have to work more often. But you know what good is that if they're getting hurt doing because you got them lifting crazy. Makes it makes absolutely no sense. Yeah, I would yeah. have them do what they said they were doing before with the other trainer, which is mostly cardio and 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 being able to go type of type of things where so you don't get blown up mid match and shit. Yeah. Like, you know, at this point, you're you're a recruiting athlete. So, you know, yeah. I think you can keep them on a solid stay in basic general shape regimen. But, yeah, for stuff in the ring, yeah, I think the cardio would be would be best. Yeah, and that's another thing I feel like a lot of people don't give credit uh, to a lot of these guys. Because, like, there's guys like Bronson Reed, uh, uh, the Viking Raiders, uh, Otis, like, you know, big, big guys. And they can fucking go. Like, they can go for hours, bro. They got all that fucking cardio in them, and, and, and that's what you should, you should really be paying attention to. Is like, even the big guys in this company can do some fucking good ass cardio matches. Like, it's incredible. Like, I know me personally. Like, I, shit. Even when I was young, like when I was like a, a kid, <laughs> and I was like training, I was 
nowhere near like that. I was like, God damn, bro. I would get blown up constantly. And I was a lot lighter and a lot slimmer and still. <laughs> Guy I always think about when it comes to that is, is Kevin Owens. Yeah. Big, like he's obviously had different sizes throughout his career, but it, as a bigger guy, his cardio has always been terrific. You you look at a Kevin Owens match, like he could be 10, 20, 30 minutes in. He never looks like he's like totally gassed. He has yeah. great cardio. I, I want to give a lot of credit to Steve for, for that fucking Mania match too, because older dude held up yeah. cardio like a motherfucker. Yeah. And that's the reason why a lot of these wrestlers that are a bit old, getting older... You know, like when you hear them talk about, okay, like I, you know, I got to train, <laughs> and we're like, yeah. why? <laughs> like you're, you look at you, you're still in great shape, and they're like, yeah, but I'm not in wrestling shape. You got to fucking, the cardio has to be up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I look good shape, not, not, not a, I, I can move around shape. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There is a difference between the two. There is a yeah. peak difference between the two. The Rock was explaining it when when he got a. When, when when he got injured at Mania and shit. Remember yeah. that? Where he was like, yo, I was too big. <laughs> yeah. I was trying to move like Slim Rock, and I'm over here fucking Brock Lesnar Rock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's huge, especially from the last time he had wrestled. Yeah, so, yeah. It's like, oh, no, this is not working. <laughs> yeah. yeah, man, you can even get injured, you know? It's crazy. Yeah, so, yeah, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot to manage. Um, Real quick, going, speaking of Mercedes Monet. New Japan, they are crowning a strong women's champion. And they have announced a one-night tournament for their show Resurgence in Long Beach, May 21st. Didn't Four she women she involved. Long Beach? Mercedes is in this tournament. She is going to go to Long Beach. She's going to smoke weed with Snoop Dogg <laughs> and potentially win a championship. So on Mercedes' side of the bracket, she faces off against Stephanie Vaquer. And on the other side of the bracket, it's Momo Kogo versus Willow Nightingale. Woo! Which means that we have a new agenda for a potential dream match. Holy shit. Because, listen, you Willow give me Mercedes, Mercedes and Willow, stop playing with me. <laughs> Mercedes as the heel? Stop playing with me. Yes. Yes, I fuck with that. I fuck with that heavy. I ain't even know about this, so I'm like, yeah. May 21st, Long Beach, California. We got Young Wolf going to that. We got to ask him. Uh, and one more little bit of WWE news real quick. I just thought this was funny to note. Hazel, Hazel had actually pointed this out yesterday when yeah. he was reading off the names for the draft. And then when I looked on uh, the website earlier today looking for news, I saw that Mad Cat Moss... You know, our favorite controller, Mad Cat's controller. It's going back to being. He got his name back. Yeah, he's, he's Riddick. Riddick Moss again. Yep. He's no longer a controller. Our boy is free from third party controllerdom. Yeah, apparently they, they felt like, you know, the whole storyline with him and Corbin is over. So why the fuck are we still calling him Mad Cat? Yeah, why is that man still a fucking controller? Fix him. <laughs> Yeah, because the whole he can thing be was Happy Corbin again. and Madcap Moss. Yeah. And that was that. That had been over. Like, that ended yeah. that long ago, and right? And they were just like, uh, what do we do? <laughs> yeah. I was, I was, the last time I watched Madcap, he was feuding with Cross. <laughs> like, he's in this serious-ass feud yeah. with Cross, and they're just, Madcap, what? 
So I don't know, but you know he's got he's got his name back. So good for him. Good for the good for the homie. Uh, now hopefully he can he can advance a little bit in WWE because that name was will do you no favors. Yeah, that shit, that shit was corny. Dynamite rating. Let's talk about it. It okay. is slightly up. Okay. 863,000 viewers on TBS <laughs> up 4% from last week. Even with all the um, basketball, huh? Yeah, because there was a lot of sports competition. So playoff basketball and playoff hockey, which is why AEW is number nine with basically the same demo rating as last week where they were number seven. There's, there's a lot more competition up there. Um, so yeah, basically NBA head-to-head with both the NBA and the NHL at the same time. Which, again, seven of the top uh, nine spots were related to those things. And then the other thing was Vanderpump Rules, which that show The is fact bottom. that that shit is still on is, is beyond me. Yeah. And people are watching it. Like, it's all play basketball and hockey content, then Vanderpump Rules, <laughs> then Dynamite. So people like it. <laughs> Just like the network is is happy with Dynamite. Bravo is probably fucking over the moon with <laughs> Vanderpump Vander Rules. Yeah. Like, damn, this should kill it. <laughs> I think it's time for us to get to the Dynamite. I have my gimmick. Anyways, are you ready? I believe I am No! Ready. I said, uh, are you ready? I am ready. Then, for the thousands in attendance, and the millions watching at home. That would be you. Who? Oh, let's get ready to banter. AEW Dynamite from Sunrise, Florida. Minutes away from Fort Lauderdale, as Excalibur puts it in the opening commentary bit. And our opening match is for the AW International Championship. Bandito oh, yeah. returns to the United States to take on Orange Cassidy, the champion. Y'all ready for some flippy shits? Or some pew pews? Oh, hell yeah. Going into OC's 20th defense of the International Championship, which is second most in AEW history behind only Jade Cargill, who is the current TBS champion. I mean, and, and ain't no way you're going to... She had a head start. Yeah. She's she's had that title and she has not lost at all. So yeah. Yep. So kind of like how they made that new world heavyweight title and. and (laughs) (laughs) Oh God! And once Tony Tony gets it, that's it. If you do some (laughs) shit like that, Tony, you make a fucking belt and have nobody ever beat Jade. (laughs) We're gonna make a new one. (laughs) No, (laughs) don't do it. (laughs) It's gonna be the fucking. Honor Club. <laughs> Honor women women. Yeah. Bring back the Women of Honor Championship. <laughs> Give it to somebody. Terrible, uh. terrible. <laughs> Orange Cassidy, this match starts off with Orange trying to put his hands in his pockets. But Bandito is smart, so he yep. doesn't allow it. Yep. He's like, I know that's how you charge your power. I'm not going to let you do it. So instead, uh, Orange Cassidy charges him up? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he counters Bandito's lucha with lazy lucha. Yeah. Then he he goes for the hands in the pockets again. But then he's like, you know what? Bandito's got the finger guns up. Yeah. So he takes the finger guns, <laughs> and then he puts those in his pockets. So, so, so he charges away. his batteries? Yeah. <laughs> 
It's like, it's like it's a universal battery charger. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, oh, you're looking kind of tired there. You're, you're trying to use guns. Nah, come here. <laughs> Charge up real quick. By the way, I like how Bandito is slowly getting more and more bandity. <laughs> yeah, he is. He got he got the fucking he got the the hat now and the and the, and the cloak. <laughs> yeah. and, and then on top of that, now now he's 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 got pew pews. <laughs> yeah. Pew pew pew. He got the man is becoming a true Glocks. bandit. Yeah. yeah, I guess they saw Arn Anderson be bringing his Glock out. So why can't I? <laughs> why can't I bring my pew pews? Yeah. <laughs> he's just dressed in all black too. Yeah, One thing that's very black. not heel that he did, <laughs> very not bandit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which I guess it, it, you know, like most most uh, Latino luchadors are, are are like Catholic or Christian, so I, I get it. But it's like, come on now, <laughs> <laughs> you're a bandit, bro. You're a bandit. <laughs> you can't be praying to God before you go pew pew a motherfucker. <laughs> God, please, please make Lord, sure that I can strength. rob this bank. <laughs> <laughs> give me the strength, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> so he sends Bandito outside this orange and then he's finally able to successfully power up yeah. he goes for a tope but Bandito catches him and drops him outside and then Bandito puts on a stretch muffler in the ring yeah. he sends orange outside and then follows with a tope cone hello into the picture in picture uh, we come back from the pip about 20 seconds into Bandito holding this man up for a vertical suplex uh, then Orange goes for the lazy slaps because <laughs> Bandito slapping him. On commentary, they kept mentioning that like he's deceptively strong. Yes, he would Which, like legit like shoot fucking pick you up. <laughs> and and as we saw in this match, hold you up there for like a thirty while. seconds at at least a while. <laughs> a while, legit. <laughs> yes, this man is very strong. So Orange takes him over to the corners, bashes him off the top buckle, hits a Michinoku driver for a near fall. Then Bandito takes this man to the apron, one arm suplexes him into the ring. There's the strength. Then a pop-up cutter for a near fall. Uh, Then Orange goes for a crossbody, but Bandito catches him, press slams him for a near fall. Then Orange goes for the mousetrap for the one, two, he got him, no. Bandito reverses, and Excalibur talked about most of this match, how Bandito had been training specifically to counter Orange's mousetrap. Yep. Uh, he pops off the ropes, hits the orange punch, then follows up with the beach break, and that is what it takes to put Bandito down. Orange gets the win, and this man continues to put on banger after, after banger, banger after, after banger with this title run. He yeah. cooking. He listen. Orange Cassidy is great. He's fun. If anybody ever wants to like ask me, like, so what what are you into when it comes to AW? I will immediately show them an orange cassidy match and i'll be like i like the fact that he knows that this is wrestling so I, he he's not just acting like okay like we yeah, this is this is shoots this is you know he's more like man this is wrestling let me let me let me do something fun here that's just unique and different and he he gets it a lot more than a lot of these other guys do which i i, I really appreciate with orange cassidy he's great yeah, it's like I've said before. Like in in terms of all and what people talk about, like a lot of old school guys talk about in terms of what makes a great wrestler. I think Orange Cassidy is that. Like he has a great character that people connect to. He he's able to put on great matches with all sorts of different types of wrestlers. Yep. Like he doesn't 
Like he'll he'll sometimes do big spots, but he doesn't often do the craziest biggest spots. Most of his big spots are shit like him putting his hands in his pockets. Yeah, and, and it's great. It's 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 a type of a wrestling style where he he can probably wrestle for a lot longer than a lot of these other guys will. Yeah, doing that gimmick because at the end of the day, it'll it'll always be over. He can always play with it. He can slow down when he wants to slow down. He can pick up when he wants to pick up. He can get you excited and get you into it, and he knows when to not be silly Orange Cassidy and when to be serious and when to he's he's got it. He's got that timing and that that mental capacity to know when we should be doing what. All praise for Big OC. Yep. Uh, and then post match, he gives Bandito an honorary pair of shades. Yep. Respect between he the two tries, competitors. He tries to put it on him, <laughs> and then it like keeps like slop uh, like flopping out, and then. Taz is like, well, he doesn't have his ears out. And I'm like, yes, he does. <laughs> oh, I guess he does. I didn't, I didn't see. I didn't notice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mandino finally takes him and then puts him on. And yeah, yeah, his ears are out. He gets him on. Yeah. The thing is, like, his ears are, like, slightly in his mask. So he has yeah. to, like, pop them out proper so yeah. that he can be able to put on the shade. <laughs> yeah. It's more about it stretches out the glasses more than <laughs> yeah 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 because because it has everything. to go around the front part of his mask which is not it's not going all the way deep into his face yeah so the, it kind of pops out a bit which is why I can't go all the way around his ears yeah but you know eventually Taz. he got it so they they <laughs> they walked out both you know thumbs up and both had shades on yeah which is you know not, not spoilers but watch keep, keep that in mind keep that in mind. Boys. So, <laughs> yeah. Now we go to Renee, Renee Paquette with Adam Cole. And and she asked a question, but her mic gets fucked up. Yeah. Oh, AEW. <laughs> it, it, it didn't get fucked up. They shut it off. Because <laughs> yeah. I guess they were trying to turn off the crowd noise a bit. And they pressed the wrong button. <laughs> yeah, and they just cut Renee's mic. Uh, oh, <laughs> then they fix yeah. it. They fix it eventually, though. Yeah. Then Adam Cole's like, you know, he says he's going to call out Chris Jericho tonight. He says, if you're not a coward, Chris, you'll come out and you'll see just what a big mistake you made last week. And he walks off. And then Orange Cassidy and Bandito walk yep. right up to them afterwards. With the damn shades on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then Orange is like, hey, you want an interview with us? We just had a match. And then Renee's and like, if you notice, no. because like I said earlier, his, part- his ears are partially in the mask. It's like yeah. over the side of his mask. Yeah. <laughs> what is it that he says? He just looks at her and just. <laughs> yeah, because Renee's like, no, I was actually just talking to Adam Cole about what happened last week. I know you guys weren't here, but yeah, a lot happened with him and Jericho. And then Orange is just like, oh. And he turns around and walks away. And then Bandito walks up and he's like, oh. And he turns around and also walks away. Yeah. But he looks at the camera first like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Why are Orange Cassidy <laughs> and Bandito suddenly my favorite tag team? <laughs> I don't know. If they would have added Dan House to that situation, I would have been cracking up. Word. <laughs> Uh, now we got Renee busy. Yeah, because we went to Dar- break. We come back, and she's with uh, Jungle Boy and uh, uh, Darby, Darby Allen. Allen. Yes, uh, Darby speaks to to Jungle Jack. He says, "You know, we said a lot of things last week. We may have went a little far. You know, we don't have to like each other, but as pillars, we should respect each other. You know, I should have been down in that ring last week to help you. I shouldn't have been up in the rafters if I'd have known what was going to happen with MJF and Sammy because that finish was crap." I agree. <laughs> I agree. <yeah>. But, <laughs> but you know, we like we said, it was different. So <laughs> yeah, they did. It was serving a purpose. But he said, Jack, you know, do you have my back tonight? 
Because, you know, I, I think after after what we saw last week, they're definitely going to try something again tonight. So I think you should have my back tonight so we can keep it fair. And Jack is like, you know what? You're right. And I do wish that it would have been you and me out there tonight. But you know, it just isn't. So I wish you luck. Which he didn't say yes. So. <laughs> yep. And then Darby's like, well, yeah, I do wish it would have been us out there. Because I would have beaten you again. You know, and then they get each other's face real but quick. That, and then that felt Darby more like on. friendly... Yeah, just friendly rivalry banter type shit. Now we got Jeff Jarrett versus Dax Harwood. The God has arrived. Double J. By the way, Hazel hates the remix. (laughs) 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 Fucking hate this shit, bro. I'm like, why? The the lethal and Jarrett remix. I don't like it. (laughs) Nah, that shit makes me laugh every time I hear it. Me too. (laughs) (laughs) That shit is so chaotic. <laughs> it feels like if Macho Man and fucking Jeff Jarrett became a tag team back in the <laughs> 90s. <laughs> yeah, that would have been Jarrett. such a chaotic Macho ass team. <laughs> these fuckers are a chaotic ass unit, all of them. <laughs> I, I, I love these these guys. Yep. Um, but yeah, Jarrett versus Dax, which, you know, a bunch of good that you would expect. Old school ass wrestling, Southern style wrestling back and forth between these two. Uh, Jared out wrestles Dax early and then gets off that Fargo strut, but that pisses Dax off. So then he gets on top, gets some chops in before Jared cuts him off into the pip. We come back. Dax makes a comeback. He hits a diving headbutt for a near fall. Then Jared goes for the stroke, but Dax dodges and then he hits a pile driver. That gets a near fall. So Jared tries to back away, like, I'm done with this. But then Dax brings him right back into the ring where Jarrett posts him and then rolls him up for a near fall. Then Dax pops out, hits him with a big short arm lariat. And then right as the commentators start talking about, you know, this is a great match. It's so good that Sanjay Dutt was banned from ringside. Here comes Sanjay Dutt from (laughs) under the ring to fucking help Jeff Jarrett. (laughs) (laughs) When did he get under the ring? Where was the ref? (laughs) Right. How did this happen? So then Dax chases him around, but then, you know, he runs right into Jared, who hits the stroke and covers him for the one, two, and three. Uh, pretty fun match, I thought. Uh, you know, finish was what it was. I didn't think it was inherently bad, and uh, it makes sense for the angle. But yeah, they did I think AEW's been doing a Jared lot of these. Jared holds up the title. You know how that goes. Yeah, all that makes sense, and I'm fine with all that. But I just think AEW's been doing a lot of these types of finishes lately. Yeah. So I think there's a little bit of fatigue building up. Gotcha. So it's getting it's getting a little too wild. <laughs> yeah, like I'm cool with you. Like I've I've said it before. I'm cool with fuckery here and there, but when when there's too much fuckery, that's when I'm like I don't know. Slow it down. Slow it down, yeah. Tony. Slow it it down. feels like we're 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 teetering on too much fuckery. Yeah. But now we got TK. Tony Khan is here to announce that the Owen Hart tournament is back. Yep. And this year it will run through and be finished in Canada with the finals taking place in Owen's hometown of Calgary. Yep. Uh, they show, you know, clips of the tournament last year of the winners, Adam Cole and Britt Baker, Martha. So all that's coming back this year, the trophies and the belts, I assume. So yeah, I'm, I'm good with that. Yep. Um, it's going to be some stuff, I assume, going through and at Forbidden Door. So I'm excited. I'm excited for that. I'm excited for the tournament and everything to be in Canada. Yep. So yeah. Yeah, that'd be cool. Oh, Canada. Yeah. Like, Our I imagine they definitely got something. Native land. <laughs> they definitely got something cool planned for the finale, be, being in Calgary. Yeah. So. I, I, hey, Brett, 
I know you don't really like this company, but come on. For your brother. <laughs> I mean, he said he said he doesn't like either WWE or AEW that much, but I'm sure yeah. he'd still go to WWE if they asked him to. <laughs> yeah, but they, they, you know, that's 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 that Endeavor money now. Yeah. That's big, big but bills. Just throw Brett a little bag. I think I think Brett will go to AEW. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, Tony. Throw him a bag. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you can shut the fuck up and be like, oh, I like AEW. <laughs> <laughs> you know it's Brett. Brett, Brett ain't never going to be anything but Brett. <laughs> they throw him a bag. He's like, oh, well. I mean, I went over there. They treated me felt good. You know, they treated me good. So. Yeah. They, they didn't screw me over, you know. Have, <laughs> yeah, that's they didn't have me face Goldberg, you know. Just <laughs> <laughs> keep me away from Goldberg, and you know, I think that's pretty good. Don't don't bring me near Goldberg, and uh, definitely uh, don't screw me over. Eh? <laughs> yeah, the, the, Bret Hart is a very cool guy. Just as long as you don't screw him, and you don't put him anywhere near Bill Goldberg. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Now we got shit. Speaking about Goldberg and things like that, we got Wardlow with Arn Anderson versus a, a Jobber. Wardlow can wrestle. Yeah, Wardlow's a good wrestler. Uh, but, you know, in terms of, like, dominant big guy, destroys everyone energy, he has that type of Goldberg yeah. energy. That that Put him out there, quick squash match. It's going to be great. <laughs> yeah, which is what they did here. Yep. Put him out there, have him powerbomb a dude a couple times, and, you know, do your thing real quick. Have Arn cut a promo, and there you go. Um, so, yeah, Arn gets the mic post-match. He's like, tell that young man to go get an ice pack and a six-pack. He's done for the night. Yep. <laughs> so he says, you know, I've walked, you know, I've been in this business for 40 years. I've walked the halls of AEW for three years and I've seen who's who. And I've got to say, you know, the, the NFL draft is tomorrow. And, you know, you're looking at that number he one. He said pick, the that draft guy. is tomorrow and everybody was like, what? And then he specified yeah. the NFL draft. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because that was a quick, hey. Yeah, which, yeah, I, I feel you, Arn, because I don't watch WWE. So it didn't register with me that, you know, people might have thought he meant another draft. Yeah, but you can hear immediately in the crowd, like, what? Yeah. Audible groans, like, whoa, yeah. hey. Wait a minute. Is he? You know the WWE fans were like, he's talking about WWE again. There they go. By the way, Arn was wearing my shoes. Yours. He was wearing some Adidas Sambas, which are like my favorite oh. fucking shoes to wear. Shouts out. There's a few people wearing Adidas on the show. Uh, Adidas Sambas are like the most comfortable fucking. Go buy you a pair of Adidas Sambas if you want to have a good shoe to walk around in. Yeah. Shouts out. Uh, I was literally wearing those shoes while watching the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was, I was finishing up at work, so I, I put my shoes on. I took my Crocs off. Okay. And it was like, wait oh, yeah. <laughs> why are we wearing the same shoes? <laughs> Man, I had to rep. Yep, yep. But yeah, he says, you know, you know, given the draft is coming up, you look at those guys who could be a number one draft pick, who could be the guy to take you to a dynasty. And I think Wardlow is that dynasty guy. But he's like, you know, there's a few things, Wardlow, that you're going to have to agree with me on before you become that dynasty guy. You're going to have to get nasty. You're going to have to bite a guy's finger off. You're going to have to take a guy's eye out. But before you can get too much deeper into that, out comes Christian Cage and Luchasaurus. Yep. He walked down to the ring. as hell. Luchasaurus looks crazy with that new outfit. And Wardlow lays down the belt like, you want to come get it? And Christian Cage steps up to the apron, uh, but then steps back down. Yep. Like, nah, Luchasaurus, we're not doing this today. This is just a quick let's, universe let, mode cutscene. Here's the funny part. Let's get out of here, Luchasaurus. 
Luger story is like, nah, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> I came out here to fight. <laughs> I want to smoke. And Christian's like, excuse me, bro. Come on, let's, let's get the fuck. Come on. <laughs> nah, we good. Let's go. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta listen to Christian Cage. You know what he's doing. Swords is out here like. Fuck you up. Gotta control your your dinosaur, Christian. Yes, yes. Jungle Boy was was good at it. What what, what are you doing? Yeah. Uh, now we got Renee with Sammy Guevara and MJF. Brother, uh, Sammy's gonna talk. We're happy we're and happy we're singing. And we're one singing of us and... is colored. <laughs> yeah. Give me a high five. All but, right. But Cut friends don't high five. <laughs> According to these two. No, they hug. <laughs> yeah, they hug. And they also, MJF walks in and interrupts Sammy and kisses him on the forehead. So yeah. then Sammy just kisses him right back on the forehead. Yep. <laughs> and then, you know, Sammy's like, they say that me taking the money to take a dive in the main event of Double or Nothing is ruining the sanctity of the sport. Well, guess what? We don't care. <laughs> and then they all, and they laugh. <laughs> they're great on that. Yeah, their uh. timing on this was really good. <laughs> <clears throat> Sammy pulls out a gift for MJF. He's like, I got you a gift, man. A, a vest. It's a matching vest with Sammy. So then MJF is like, no way. That's crazy because I got you a gift too. And he brings out a fucking Furberry scarf. So now they got matching vests and matching scarves. Match- they yeah, are a terrible yeah. twosome. Disgusting brothers, you may even Ter- say. Terrible. And the funny thing is that they ended up getting those uh, jackets, those vests originally for... Um... Oof. Whoa. My God. Gas. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> now nah, they, they got those belts originally, uh, those belts, those vests originally for the inner circle. Remember that? Mm-hmm. And then kind of Sammy kind of like kept going. And as, you know, the JAS came up, he, he got his, his new version. And I guess now he made Sammy one. I mean, not Sammy, uh, MJF one. Which yeah, is MJF one. <clears throat> kind of funny because it goes full circle to when he was trying to be in the inner circle. Now we go to RJ City. Oh, Shout guy. out to RJ City, probably about the show. He talks about, you know, there's a big night. We got Kenny Omega and Takeshi to team it up. You like this dude? Yeah, but then, yeah, I like RJ City. I find him corny as fuck. <laughs> You've never watched AEW? Yeah, I find them corny as fuck. <laughs> AEW makes me laugh so fucking hard all the time. Uh, not me. Me, I'm just like, this motherfucker corny, bro. <laughs> like off my TV. Nah, I like RJ City. Uh, yeah, you know, to each their own. <laughs> yeah. But uh, he don't even get to really say nothing because nah. John Moxley runs in and murders this man. He just takes him out, lays him out, says BCC got blood to collect tonight. God damn, man! Did you see the the, the new uh, the new shirts? Yes. Be real. And I'm like, there's a certain rapper from California who's going, "The fuck, bro? Where's my royalty check?" <laughs> <laughs> What the fuck do you mean? <laughs> what the fuck is going on here? Darby Allen versus Sammy Guevara. Super Saiyan Sammy. <laughs> yes, Super Saiyan Sammy is here. Um, MJF joins commentary and bribes Taz with pickles so that he'll stay out of the argument when Tony starts yelling at him. The, the commentators start arguing about what MJF and Sammy are doing. And then <laughs> the whole time they're like, Taz, do you agree with this? And then Taz is like, bro, these pickles are great, bro. <laughs> He's just eating the pickles the whole time. At first, though, he didn't want he didn't want to try the pickles. Yeah, he was saying he was saying uh, what was it? He said, "Oh, I gotta watch my sodium, bro." (laughs) 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 You know what I mean? Getting up there in age, you know, I gotta watch my sodium. (laughs) 
Sammy and Darby fight to the apron. Darby goes, uh, Sammy goes for a low blow, but with the ref caught up, um, he hits it, and then an acai moonsault from Sammy, and Darby gets cut on his forehead going into the pit, like above his eye. Acai! Uh, then Sammy goes for a Latino heat frog splash for a near fall. Then he follows up with the three amigos, but Darby cuts him off. He goes for a toe pay, but Darby <laughs> stops him with a cutter midair. Yep. And now he pulls out a table. And you know the crowd loves that shit. Yep. Uh, then Darby fights back and sets him up. But Ty Mello runs down and she distracts the ref. And a Spanish fly lands off that for a near fall. But then he sets Darby up outside, says, I'm fucking crazy. And then it's a 6.30 cent on through the table. Yes, we know, Sammy. You are, in fact, fucking crazy. Yep. And you're wrestling uh, a guy who's as crazy as you are. Yes. So <laughs> Sammy's going to take the count out. But then Darby gets back in at 8. MJF is pissed off. He goes up for the coffin drop. But MJF comes in. He sees Darby on the apron. He tosses him the skateboard. And then Darby's like, what the fuck? He turns around. And then Sammy bumps. And it's an Eddie spot. The ref turns around and is fooled by it, and he no, calls no, no, for no, the no, 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 DQ. No. <laughs> and then fucking uh, Darby the whole time is pulling a uh, uh, what's the name of this guy? Uh, the guy who played uh, Shane and Punisher. Oh 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 John Berthnall. Yeah. yeah, you remember the meme where he's like, no no yeah. no 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 no. no. <laughs> <laughs> that was that, that that was Darby. No, no, no. no. <laughs> but it's a DQ. Yeah, it's a bullshit. <laughs> Yucky. Yucky, man. Yeah. Honestly, I would say AW's most unnecessary DQ yet. They've only done, I think, four or five. But 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 like I've been I'm telling you, that's that was the whole point. They're they're booking like they're booking this like this because it's gonna be a a, a fucking four pillars match. I'm telling I you. I see, I see the vision, but Man, they attack Darby post-match, and then Jack Perry runs down for the save. He helps Darby up, but Darby's pissed off that he didn't have his back in the match. So then MJF grabs the mic. He's like, you guys can kill each other. That's fine with me because we're a main event in the pay-per-view, and you two are going back to the undercard where you belong. Ooh. And then Tony stands up from commentary, and he's like, listen up, you prick. <laughs> and then MJF's like, you can't call me that. And Tony's like, I just did. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> Tony's evil. <laughs> Facts. See, not for nothing. <laughs> If 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 he got beat up, I'd be like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> you asking for it. <laughs> like the Ring of Honor guys, I was like, no, they didn't even do anything. But Tony Schiavone yeah. on this one, he was being spicy. <laughs> he out here beef actively beefing with MJF. <laughs> and Adam Cole, so by the said, way. <laughs> yeah. And he says, next week, there is going to be a tag match with Jack and Darby versus Sammy and MJF. If Sammy and MJF win... The match will stay as it is, but if Jack and Darby win, the match at Double or Nothing will be a Pillars four-way. And Fuck there you go. Saying this whole time, and it's like, okay, I get it, but it's like, I'm not feeling the turn that this feud has taken at all. I'm not like the weird MJF Sammy alliance. I think they're forcing the pillars thing way too hard at this point. Like, I get it. They're the four pillars. But again, it's like other people have said, with the actual Japanese four pillars, they didn't have them standing there every week talking about, we're the pillars, we're the pillars. 
Uh, then you got these goof ass finishes, the count out, the DQ. Like it, it felt like we we were needlessly swerving about to reach the conclusion we were all expecting anyway. From jump, we were like, okay, it's a four way, and then we jumped around like, oh, it's not a four way. No, it's a four way. It, I mean, it, it, it's, it's, it's it felt unnecessary. It's me. I feel like to me, it's a little bit of story building, and I feel and, like uh, yeah, eventually I get that they had to tell a story. They, they were like, you know. I feel like eventually it'll, it'll all work out, and it'll, you know, what I'm saying when we look back, it won't be as weird as as we we, we saw it to be. I feel like it's just one of those things where they kind of offer technicality just to build the match. That's what they're doing, and I, I don't hate it. I mean, I, I I especially like something that they did later on, when uh, you know, they're running off, and well, you can talk about it. I don't think it's the worst thing ever. Like, I don't hate this like I hated fucking Sammy and Scorpio last year, but like. But, like, I don't think this feud is doing them any favors as currently constructed. Like, the way they went with it, I don't know. I'm not feeling it as it is currently. Um, I don't know why I'm the only one who's like, hmm, fine to me. <laughs> when it started, I was like, okay, I'm with it. Because they, they built the thing with them being the four pillars. So I was like, okay, this makes sense. This is a logical point for this to go. But ever since then, it's, it's, it's I don't know. It's felt, it's felt weirder and weirder week by week. I just don't like the way they jumped around. Like, hey, if you were going to do the four-way, I feel like there were better ways to just build to the four-way. But now we got Renee with Max and Sammy, and, and they blow her off. Renee out here working. Renee is working. <laughs> and, but Max... She's doing, she doing the Alex Marvez fucking schedule right now. Facts. He must have taught her how to teleport. Facts. <laughs> <laughs> but Max gets mad. He yells at the camera at Tony. He's like, this ain't how you keep the champ around. Because where I go, Triple B follows. And he reaches his SUV, and he's going to get in, and Sammy's going to get in behind him. But he's like, oh, wait, Sammy, what are you doing? And Sammy's like, let's go. Let's get out of here. And then MJF's and this like. This is to me where the story is is is, is building here. I like yeah. this. So MJF tells him, it's full. It's full, all right? I'll see you next week, though. Cameraman zooms into the vehicle. It's empty. Completely <laughs> empty. Ain't nobody in there but the driver. (laughs) Jumps in, and you know, Sammy's behind the vehicle, like towards the back. So he can't see in. Obviously, it's it's tinted all black. It's a black on black SUV. So he jumps in and and you know, but the cameraman was right on the side, so he saw everything. (laughs) (laughs) Which means, do you think Sammy watches the product and he's gonna be like, yo, what the fuck was that all about? I do imagine that you know he's in the he's in the jazz. And Chris, we know Chris Jericho watches the product, so hopefully he taught Sammy to watch the product. <laughs> yeah, now we got Adam Cole, baby. Adam Chugs. Chugs is in the building. He comes down to the ring. Says, "You know, it's one thing for you and Daniel Garcia to attack me, Chris Jericho, but what you did to Britt was unforgivable. So I'm going to make you pay for that." I'm going to beat you to within an inch of your life. I'm going to smash your face. He calls Jericho out. And Jen, we get nothing. So then he says, all right, you won't come out. I'll just come find you. Then Judas hits. But Jericho doesn't come out. He pops up on the Tron. He says, I'm not coming out there, Adam Cole. I don't want to be anywhere near a man like you. A man who would watch the love of his life get beaten just a foot away from him and do nothing. You know what you are, Adam Cole? You're a coward. You know what I was smelling this whole time? What? Yo, ain't, 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 ain't fucking uh, Brian Danielson just do this? 
<laughs> don't don't this mean he gonna get jumped? <laughs> and sure enough, <laughs> he's like, I ain't coming out there, but my boys will. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, God damn it, <laughs> y'all did this shit last week. <laughs> yeah. Danielson did it better. <laughs> that the Danielson bit still popping. Danielson did it way better. <laughs> You got promo Tommy. You not gonna cut a promo? <laughs> that shit was great. <laughs> so yeah, the Jazz comes down, they attack him, but then Orange Cassidy and Bandito hit the ring and make yes. the save for Adam Cole. Yes, which is kind but, of funny because they were just together with with Renee. Yeah, Renee sneeze. So I guess they figured out the situation from Renee and was like, "Oh, I guess we should help him," <laughs> and they decided to help him. And but the numbers still catch up until yep, because it's we still hear for them. Yeah, we hear the opening chords of "End of Heartache" by Killswitch Engage. Now wait, I did not know what this was, so I'm like, I, I was not, you know, I, I was not remembering, you know, the, the 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 Ring of Honors. Yes. So I was over here like, what song is this? Who the fuck is this? Is Kyle O'Reilly back? That's not Kyle O'Reilly's song. Who the fuck is this? And then on the Tron, Roderick Strong. Strong. God damn, son, the roof blew off that motherfucker once he came out. This motherfucker was out here, Sambo Suplex, <coughs> motherfuckers, with his side of the shirt. backbreaker. You know what I'm saying? Out here fucking beating this shit out of motherfucker. I was great, bro. I was so hyped up this. I was like, what the? F- they freed Roddy? Where they free our boy? I didn't know he was free. I didn't know. I didn't know he was free either. <laughs> I thought he was still backstage on NXT. Word. We thought he was still Pulling trapped in NXT. Word. We thought he was trapped. <laughs> they yep. freed this man on the low. They freed him. They freed him. You love he to see. He up here and he looks, at, he looks at Cole and Cole looks at him. And he looks at Cole and Cole looks at him. And then they hug. <laughs> <laughs> Big you pop for the hug. You give the people what they want. <laughs> got to give the people what they want. At that point, Orange and, and Mandito were like, all right, he's got his friend. I guess he's yep. good. We're good. We're good. Yeah. <laughs> We're all good. We're all good. We got a little bit of an ass whooping. Thank God Roddy came out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Roderick Strong in AEW. I am very pleased with this turn of events. Now, now, can please somebody go find Bobby Fish and, and Kyle O'Reilly? Bobby Fish probably not coming back. <laughs> but Kyle fuck will be that. Back. Bring him back. <laughs> he was out here fuck. trying Fish, to... shut the fuck up and come back. Fuck you. <laughs> He's out here trying to get people to <laughs> go to NXT. He was like trying that. to stage a coup. <laughs> Come on, bring your ass over here, right? And and then and then and then fucking uh, uh, Kyle O'Reilly get better already. And then he don't like CM Punk either. <laughs> fucking Bobby Fish. But and Punk is a, coming back. They're doing a, a brand split. <laughs> you you be on dynamite though. You don't gotta go nowhere near collision. <laughs> QTV, including the 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 vivacious, the wonderful Harley Cameron. Yeah. She walks in. My homie Aaron Solo got a neck brace on. He all fucked up. Uh, then Hobbs storms in, and he is not happy. He going to kill QT Marshall. But then QT is like, wait, 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 wait. You became a champion with me once before, didn't you? And I promise you'll do it again. And then Hobbs, he lets him live, basically saying, you better. And he walks off, and QT's like, all right, guys, it's time for plan B. So I guess we're going to see what QT's plan B is soon enough. Beating up Will Hobbs. <laughs> <laughs> they gonna jump Hobbs that's not gonna work I know but <laughs> I, I didn't say he was a smart man <laughs> <laughs> he got Harley Cameron in there that's, that's an intelligent decision if I've ever seen one 
TNT Championship. Not the TNT Championship. The TBS Championship. Yes. I fucked up the network. Wrong. Taya Valkyrie versus <laughs> Jade Cargill. I was about to slap my head, but I slapped my mic instead. <laughs> TBS Championship. Taya Valkyrie and Jade Cargill. Uh, basically, my move. The feud. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, the road to Valhalla, uh, Taya's move, which is basically Jade's move, but it's banned for this match. Taya can't do it. Uh, so, of course, the bell rings. They they start wrestling, and Taya immediately goes for the move that she cannot do. And Aubrey's like, no, you can't do that move. So she stops. Taya sends Jade outside, but Jade cuts her off with a leg trip. Taya lands into a split going into the commercial break. And Jade takes control. We come back. Taya makes a comeback. It's a blue thunder bomb for a near fall. Uh, this is one of Jade's most competitive matches in a long time, and the Hell crowd yeah. is not up for it at all. I was like, God damn, man. She's proving <laughs> she ain't Goldberg. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can wrestle the fuck out of here. <laughs> like, I mean, I didn't, look like? <laughs> I didn't think Taya was going to beat her, but the crowd is not buying Taya as the one. <laughs> um, but Jade hits a superplex and a Canadian destroyer for a near fall. That gets the crowd. Yeah. Up. Yeah. Uh, then Jade goes for Jaded, but Taya counters, double stomps her for a near fall. Like Excalibur points out, if anybody would know how to counter that move, it's Taya Valkyrie. Uh, so then Taya again decides to go for Road to Valhalla, but again, she can't use you it. You can't use that. You can't. So she puts her down and she's like, damn. And in I that split to second. punch Mark Sterling in his fucking mouth, bro. Right? <laughs> Shut the fuck! <laughs> well, in that split second, uh, Jade rolls her up, gets grabs the tights, and gets the W for the win. Uh, uh, and then she beat up Mark Sterling and uh, Layla Gray. <laughs> this, is, this is what I have to say about this. Why why'd we leave this for now? Why, why don't we have this on earlier and we could have had that pillars match here. My, what, what what the hell? My beef with this whole thing. What's up with AWTK's finishes lately, man? What's going on with these finishes? I don't know, man. Like obviously the move would factor into the finish because you've built the match around the fact that Taya can't do it. Yeah. But the commentator spent the whole match saying Taya's a veteran. Of course, she's going to have more than one way to beat you. Yep. Only for her to try to only Continu- use the one yeah, way. Continuously use it. And then immediately lose when she couldn't. And then that's clearly the story. Like, you you took away my, my move and you, you fucked up my mindset. And I guess they're, that's what they're going to go back to. But, like, then afterwards, Taya almost did it to Aubrey and she got booed. And, like, I don't know, man. Like it, like I said before, it was fairly easy to see that Taya wasn't going to be the one to win here, which is fine. Yeah. But yeah. I feel like this finish hurt her in a way that yeah. wasn't necessary that she didn't have to do. Yeah. And like it's unfortunate, but this is the type of stuff that the detractors of the women division point to. Like even though like there's all these other clear, obvious improvements and the things that they've done with people like Jamie Hader and all that, like there are still problems like this. My thing is that it it. I feel like it's too close to the end where you're starting to feel like, all right, these are like the main matches and this was just kind of meh. Kind of in the wrong place. I feel like had they put this 
in the middle of the first hour, maybe it would have been yeah. a little less. And I, and I feel like that's the other thing. They tried to kind of build this as like a big match because it was like, you know, Jade undefeated. Ty has come in. She hasn't lost yet. So, you know, could she be the one? But and then they built this whole thing around the move. But I think it the way it went was flat. And I think it it worsened the feud. I mean, did not dig that finish at all. Um, but unless we move on, Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter. Shout out to Jamie Hayter. She is killing that suit. God damn, girl. But they're backstage. Jamie says, you guys can use weapons. You can send me to the hospital. You can do all that all you want. But you girls have declared war. And the only way you end this war is by sending us to the bloody morgue. <laughs> I love That's her gangster accent. shit. Yeah. Her and she accent makes spicy. everything so fucking gangster. <laughs> yeah. You want to send, you gotta us, to send us to the bloody send morgue? You're gonna kill me, mate. You've gotta kill me. Put bullet in my ass. Yeah. Jamie ain't having that shit. But yeah, Britt Baker and Jamie Hader looking like they're ready to, to get into some action. Facts, bro. Uh, now we got a quick promo from Switchblade Jay White and Rakan Juice Robinson. Taking on Ricky Starks and Sean Spears on Rampage. Bully Black Club Gold right. in the building. <laughs> Naturally. Six is arch nemesis. <laughs> he. <laughs> I'm still laughing about the bit he did at the New Japan show where he reserved a seat for Tony Storm. <laughs> I want to see fucking Juice Robinson versus uh, Daddy Magic. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's crazy fucking wild energy back and forth the whole time. In a battle of who's harder? <laughs> Facts. Rock hard Juice Robinson or Daddy Magic's nipple? Yeah. <laughs> you know what makes Daddy Magic's nipples hard? <laughs> Nothing can be more hard than rock hard Juice Robinson. You know nothing can be harder than Daddy Magic's nipples. They're just yelling at each other. <laughs> uh, Excalibur runs down five million things in two seconds. And then yep. Tony's like, you're the man. <laughs> and now it looks like there's been enough talk. It's time for the main event. But what the fuck is Danielson doing now? Brian Danielson comes out to join commentary. He has taken William Regal's habit of calling Excalibur man in the mask, but none of the flirting. <laughs> he will not flirt with Excalibur. He's angry. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's mad. He's, <laughs> he's a very mad angry man. <laughs> yes. He, um, he, he, he should have said, I love you, because that, that's his thing now. <laughs> man in the mask, I love you. <laughs> you're, you're a great wrestler. You are a great wrestler. You're a, you're, a, you're a professional. Yeah. Not like these amateurs who've never been in the ring and they want to commentate. You know what it's like. You're a professional. <laughs> I don't. I don't love these men. <laughs> <laughs> Facts. The only men I love are professionals like Mox and Claudio and Yuta. Even though he's a shithead. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Oh, uh, but yeah, it's Kenny Omega and Kanosuke Takeshita versus the Butcher and the Blade. Of course, the Butcher and the Blade got Future Trunks and Penelope Ford with them. Uh, not the bunny, really. Keep saying out here with his fucking. Uh, who was it? Uh, 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 Hazel was was telling me. Wow, he really does look like Trunks now, like his little purple hair. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's big got purple hair. Even B. 
and he got a baddie with him, like Future Trunks does in Super. <laughs> Kenny goes for the Terminator dive, but Kip cuts him off, and they run interference. Kip hits a uh, split-legged moonsault, so shout out to that. Shout out to RVD. Um, Speaking of back. Him, did, you, did you see him on the draft? I saw him holding the damn cue card upside, upside down. down. <laughs> <laughs> That's my fucking guy. <laughs> I feel like the cue cards didn't say anything on him anyway. <laughs> Hell no, I'm just say not a goddamn thing. <laughs> He was just spitting. <laughs> Probably just the name he was supposed to read or whatever. <laughs> like, whatever name you supposed to read. It's upside down. How the fuck did he read it properly then? <laughs> who, who did he say? Because I didn't watch it. I, I just remember. saw the picture. <laughs> but yeah, we come back from commercial. Takeshita gets the hot tag. Takes Butcher out with the Takeshita line. Sheer drop. Brain Buster gets it too. But B&B cut them off. Uh, Butcher trades with Takeshita. Eats a V-trigger and a blue thunder bomb. That gets a two count. Then Kenny... He comes in, hits the Terminator dive on Blade and Kip outside. Takeshita runs in, hits the big knee on Butcher in the ring. They cover. They get the one, two, and three. three. Solid showing for Kenny Omega and Kanosuke Takeshita. Butcher in the Blade. Always a good tag team in there to put anybody. Like, I forgot what I heard them on. I think it was Jericho's podcast. And they were talking about how they see themselves as like, these mid-tier villains in wrestling that they're always supposed to seem menacing and they're always supposed to seem credible, but they're always meant to lose. Like, that's the roles that they see themselves in. And I think they're very good at those roles. Like, I always like seeing a Butcher and Blade match because it's that general purpose. Like, yeah, they're probably going to lose, but they're going to look tough. They're, they're going to beat up the faces. Yeah. They do it, yeah. They're going to have a good match, yeah. Kind of like uh, APA at a certain point. Yeah, yeah, APA was that too after a while. Like, gatekeeper type guys. But I would, I, I'd have them win a lot more than they do, to be honest, though. I would, too. I would, too. I, I would have them. I would make them just like the APA, like where, like, you guys are. I'd have them have the gimmick. I'd, I'd, I'd have, like, a, a fucking actual, like, butcher shop where they go and they're there filleting meat and shit. They did that. I Remember when MJF? Because they do that thing where they're mercenaries. When MJF first, like, recruited them, he literally went to a butcher shop. And, like, gave them money and shit. And, like, Butcher was in his outfit with a big cleaver in his hand. They should do more shit like that. I would have them do that and then have that be, like, the gimmick where they're just always preparing meat. Yeah. (laughs) Like, any time, like, because that's usually what they do. Like, that's usually the story for any Butcher and Blade match. Like, such and such heel paid them to finish off these baby faces. So, yeah, like, set that up with with segments like that. And that actually have them, like... Because they're not out here trying to win belts and shit like that. So I'd actually have them be like, uh, you know, killers for hire type of deal. Yeah. You know, you just like, go, yeah, like really run with that idea. I like that. Just go go to the butcher shop and they're there fucking filleting meat and fish and all sorts of shit. And and then you're like, hey, I, I need, I need, I need a job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they're like, what do you, what do you want? I'm going to mm-hmm. give you in this piece of paper, look. Oh, but you gotta you gotta go kill uh, Sammy Guevara and 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 Chris Jericho, <laughs> <laughs> and then they're like we got you, and there you go. Yep. Yeah, we definitely definitely need more of that with Butcher in the Blade. Shout out to them. It it'd be like their version of the bar. You feel me? Yeah, yeah. And they're just kind of like hanging out, doing their thing, and then it's like, yo, you, you we need you. Facts. Fuck, I might even go whole fucking fucking butcher and blade protection agency. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fucking why not? Like eventually, if they do the thing where you know they get so overdoing it, they turn face. Yeah, <laughs> you that's can, what I'm you saying. You can flip it like that. 
And that's already they're like again, that's technically a thing they're already doing, Butcher yep. and Blade as mercenaries. We're just taking it to the, you know, logical endpoint and conclusion and extreme of it. Anyways. <laughs> so yeah, post match, Dragon gets the mic, he comes down, he says, What I see in that ring is a professional wrestler who just won and a washed up amateur coasting off his old glories in Japan. Wow. And then he says, Takeshita, you have so much potential. If you train with the elite instead of the BCC, he fucks up the line. <laughs> and the crowd is like, uh, uh, uh. And then he has to yell over them like, if you train with the BCC instead <laughs> of the elite. <laughs> <laughs> That's my goat. Uh, but then it, it, it's all a setup anyway because he has the BCC come down and they jump them. Uh, and then, you know, Dragon is like, Mox, we got to finish the job that we started last week. But then the Young Bucks come out. They saved them from, from getting screwdrivered. And then they have the screwdriver and they present it to Kenny. Yep. And he's going to take out Mox. But then Danielson's on the outside. He grabs the cashier like, look, look what they're doing. You got to stop it. So Takeshita runs in. He gets in between them. He begs Kenny, don't do it. Don't do this. So they're going to do it, but that gives the BCC enough time to come back. They take the rest of them out. They lay them out, except Takeshita. They leave him be for the time being. And then they raise his arm at the end of it. Like, that's right. Takeshita's with us now. And Takeshita's like, no. I'm telling you, that's why I smell funny shit going on with Don Callis, man. I'm telling you. Yeah. There's a lot of funny shit going on here, man. And then Takeshita's like the crown jewel of it all right now. So yeah, Takeshita's like, I don't I don't want to be a part of this. So so Brian's like, Takeshita, you gotta think about what you're doing here. Are you with the Blackpool Combat Club? And he takes too long to answer. Yuta hits the low blow, and then Mox stabs him with the screwdriver as Dang. dynamite goes off the air. What a I'll way to end the show. Funny shit going on here, man. So a lot going on within these dynamics within this feud. Um, so I keep you telling you, I ain't end. even mad. I'm, I'm over here watching. I'm paying attention. Yeah, yeah. No, I love this view. You know this view. I love. Yeah. Like with with Takeshita and with with Con- you got Don Callis and Brian Danielson in in each of his ears. Yep. And then, then you got, you got fucking, Hangman on the side. That's what I was gonna say. You got Hangman, yeah. and what's really gonna happen here? Yeah. So there's a lot of dynamics in play within this feud. A lot of you know, potential directions it can go into. It's very interesting. And then um, after the show, Kenny Omega grabbed the mic, challenged Mox to a steel cage match, which has been granted. So I think May 10th it's going to be in a couple weeks. Big show, Mox and Omega in the steel cage. I'm sure that's going to be fire beyond belief. Yep, and we'll beat the be, shit out of each other. It's gonna be tons of blood, so Hazel, get ready. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> Definitely gonna be a we need Hazel for this one type yep. of night. <laughs> Hazel, talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> fucking but cut yeah. him open and he fucking bled all over the fucking floor. It was blood on the fucking wall, blood in the ceiling. It was fucking, it was a fucking massacre. It was beautiful violence. It was beautiful. <laughs> massacre, I enjoyed it. <laughs> Why well, uh, people so, die? That's my shit. Yeah. <laughs> fucking put Don't a screwdriver through his fucking brain. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> Shoved it up his nose and hit it with a hammer. <laughs> It'll be a bunch of crazy shit. Uh, but that was dynamite for this week. Um, yes, it was. It was, it was I thought a very up and down show. 
It's a little bizarro. Um, I the, the solid start, strong end, clear pay per view build. But uh, like I talked about, like I think there's a fatigue growing with certain tropes yeah. that TK seemed overcommitted to at this point, and is bleeding into a lot of different things. Um, but on the other hand, you know, Roderick Strong is here, and that fucking rules. That to me was the the <laughs> highlight. Fucking Roddy yeah. is back, and I can't wait to see what he does here. Again, I love that Roddy's back, but now that makes me want Kyle and Bobby back. I want Red Dragon back because we have Red Dragon. We have a Kyle, uh, you know, Adam Cole, and now we have Roderick Strong. It'll complete the the UE and and and, and what, what what were they calling themselves here again? Paragon. Para Paragon. It'll it'll. I don't like that name. <laughs> <laughs> they, they need to call themselves the Ultimate Elite or some shit so that way it can. <laughs> yeah, some shit. It'll it'll repeat the same the same letters. But hey, we got listen. If whether Bobby comes back or not, if if Bobby don't come back, that's a trio, and you know, throw him in that trio's division. They got a lot of people they could clash with there. Um, yep. If Bobby does come back, that's a foursome. So there's you got a lot of things you can do there. I'm on with Kyle O'Reilly, man. Do we know? Injured, I think. I know he's injured, but I'm saying mm. like any <laughs> no no known ETA on his return. So I don't know. Think Adam Cole like gave him a shout out the other day and was just like, yeah, I'm just shouting him out because he's he's one of my best friends. We love creepy Kyle. Yeah, we love him. So we we would also like <laughs> him back very eyes. much. <laughs> <laughs> him and his big old eyes. Every time he he emotes, it's like, <laughs> yeah, man, I cannot wait to see. Like he was having a run too before he got yeah. hurt in AEW. Like he was killing yeah. shit. They were all having a great time and shit went left. Yeah. So hopefully he's back soon and we can have some real fun with all these guys. Like, You know what I don't like about Bobby, though? What? You had all these problems with Punk. Why the fuck didn't you tell him? Right? <laughs> now he's like, like obviously, obviously the elite pressed him and they were talking shit the whole time. Why the fuck didn't you? Yeah. You were, you were just sitting in the corner just enjoying shit until fucking... You know what I'm saying? I guess he was trying to be like, I ain't going to say shit. Because I think he even said that. Like, ah, he's the big star whatever. I ain't going to say nothing. Yeah, because I remember they had that match, and then he just started bitching about it. Yeah. Yeah, after he had left. I guess guess that's why. He was like, fuck it. I want to fight this guy now. (laughs) Find us on Instagram (laughs) at RambleMania Show and at Banter Club Podcast. Find us on Twitter at RambleMania, Facebook.com slash RambleMania Show. Also, find our group there, RambleMania Show's Banter Club, where we and the other wrestlers, podcasters, everybody we associate with, both all our goings on and all that's going down. As far as audio goes, wherever audio is found, that's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Anchor, TuneIn, Overcast. Everywhere your podcasts are found, search RambleMania Show or Banter Club. As far as visuals, twitch.tv slash RambleMania Show. On Spotify video, we're on YouTube. Search RambleMania Show or Banter Club. When you get here, like the videos, click subscribe, click the bell, so that when the new content drops, it goes straight to you. And that's for me personally. Find me on Instagram at TJ the Great One. That's TJ the GR, the number eight, the number one. And find me on Twitter at TJ the Great. That's TJ the GR, the number eight. It's as simple as that. TJ the Great. <clears throat> the voice is leaving me. <laughs> TJ the Great. Find me on Instagram at the number six, the letter X, the letter L, that is at 6XL. You can find me on Twitter at S. Double I, double X, A-I, great. That is at S-I-I-X-X. You're all ready. 
God damn, this this cold is starting to make me sound like Triple A. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it, dude. You get it, dude. <laughs> uh, you can also find us on TikTok at uh, Rapmania Show. Where we post funny clips for, you know, all the things that we do here for all of you. TJ, uh, time to leave these people a little something we like to call them. Sweet. Too sweet. We're going to do something a little different here. And we're going to leave them with a... Take care of yourself. And each other. Yes. Yes.